Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you tap into your feminine energy and radiate self-love so you'll naturally attract the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Adrienne Everhart again, my very good friend and fellow coach. She's a feminine energy dating and relationship coach for women. Welcome, Adrienne. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Helena. It's so great to be back on your show. We always have so much fun connecting with my audience. We're broadcasting this episode live on Bullhorn today, by the way. So hi to everyone listening live. I see a lot of people joining. Feel free to say hi in the chat or let us know if you have any questions about this topic or anything else. Today, we're going to be talking about four feminine traits that all men crave. This is such a fun, juicy topic. Adrian. I know you're just the perfect person to bring on and talk about this. Is there anything you want to say before we get started? Well, first of all, I'm honored to be here. I see everyone that has joined. It's so great to connect with you all. And this is just a topic that's near and dear to me because at one point in time when I was figuring out my feminine energy, really rediscovering who I was in a relationship, all these tips meant so much to me because it was little bite-sized pieces of knowledge or wisdom that I could practice every day. You know, some of them you have taught me, others I've, you know, I've learned on my own. So I'm really excited to bring this message to everyone today. Absolutely. I think this could probably help you attract more of what you want in all areas of your life, not just in dating and relationships. So let's dive in. What's the first trait that you wanted to share with everyone here today? The first trait is going to be confidence. Now, you might think that confidence is really an overused term that we all know that makes us attractive. It's to be confident. But I want you to look at confidence in a different light, and that's going to be about self-care. For me, self-care, when I'm really taking care of myself, I'm grounded in my feminine energy, I feel confident authentically, really naturally. And self-care, we might think it's about what am I doing right now to take care of myself, but I like to think about what am I doing to take care of my future self? What am I doing today that's actually going to benefit me in the future, not just right now? It's so easy to get focused on, you know, take a bubble bath or get your nails done or have a massage, but that's what's happening right now. And I'm just curious what your listeners, when they think about 
self-care in the future term as a way to really build their confidence. How does that feel for them? Because for me, it was all about trusting in the future, trusting in myself and putting the steps into play right now that were going to help me in the future. That made me incredibly confident. I love that. I've actually never heard anyone talk about confidence in that way and connecting self-care to it. Do you have any examples of what that might be? And I'd love to hear from everyone listening live as well. (laughs) I do. So I feel my most confident when I know that I'm taking care of my body, I'm eating nutritious food, I'm giving myself a good amount of exercise, I'm keeping up with any sort of doctor's appointments, I'm staying on top of things like that, but it can feel really overwhelming when you think about meal prep, grocery shopping, sharing the chores in your house. My husband and I will share with meal preps a lot of the time. I can help you know, chop up, even though he does most of the cooking. It can feel really overwhelming. But when I plan my meals in advance, and sometimes I even plan them a month in advance, I have a good idea about what I'm going to be eating, what I need to shop for, and how I can take care of myself. And if I set a regular schedule for myself, even though at first it felt like I was losing part of my time or my freedom, it was it's really given me a lot more of that stability and confidence that I really craved knowing that this is when I go to the gym, this is when I walk, this is how I'm going to take care of myself, sometimes going 30 days into the future. So interesting. And it just reminded me of last night, actually, when my husband came home from work and I had been with our four-month-old baby all day long. It had just been a long day and really great. You know, there was like this moment where I wanted to spend time with the two of them but mm-hmm. he offered to take care of him while I could go do something for myself and actually went upstairs and did like a 30, 40 minute postpartum yoga thing that I had been wanting to do all day. And I just couldn't do it because the baby wasn't falling asleep. And so taking those moments for yourself is so important, even though I wanted to spend time with them and I did spend time with them later mm-hmm. in the evening. I think it's really important to take those moments and it did actually help me feel more confident. It's almost like putting your masculine energy in gear for yourself by scheduling and planning things out. And that's what allows your feminine energy to have free run of the place, so to speak. So you can kind of feel more confident in your future. I was thinking, wow, if I really made a habit of this and did this at least three or four times a week, I would probably feel so much better overall just all day long. You know what I mean? I love that you did that and you listened to some part of your body. You had to deny yourself a little bit of, you know, the instant gratification, the right now moment. Mm-hmm. Instead, you went with something that was going to be helping you, helping your muscles and your body and just your overall well-being long term. And yeah. I love that you're thinking about doing that regularly because that feeling that you're speaking of is how you felt more confident after that yoga class. That's the feeling that I want everyone to have is that future self that you are investing in right now. That's true confidence. Your future self, you're going to feel good, walk with your shoulders back, head up high because you know you're taking steps that are helping you go forward. Yeah, I love that. Even if you're not feeling super confident right now, I can feel that way a lot of times. Like Even if you're not feeling great about yourself right now, taking some steps to take care of yourself. And I love what you said, take care of your future self. 
helps you feel more confident in the moment. And that actually makes you incredibly attractive to all men everywhere. Even if you're not at that place where you feel like a thousand percent, your best, most radiant self right now. Right. So true because so often, especially I think working from home, I think we can sometimes go a little within, we can just get a little too focused on ourselves. So we do have to step out, do something different, socialize, um, give ourselves a little more to enjoy in life. And that is going to be benefiting your future self. And so often my husband says, oh, what's on our meal plan? Like, what are we going to be eating next month? And I try to get recipes that are seasonal. Like in December, we focus on a couple of recipes that have pumpkin. And in January, I might try something with, you know, more of like squash or winter vegetables. And so we had, I try to keep it seasonal and have fun with it. So it gives us something to look forward to. And I feel incredibly confident. I know that I'm doing something right for myself. So I want all the listeners to find their thing, find what it is that their self-care is for their future self and how they're really investing in themselves long-term. Love it. I'd love to hear for everyone in the chat. Hi to Melissa and everyone just joining. Feel free to share with us what it is that you do to take care of yourself or feel more confident. And I just got inspired to do more of that myself. So that was actually helpful for me personally, just those really practical tips. I love it, Adrian. Are we ready to move on to the second trait that all men crave? Yes. Yes. And thanks for sharing about that. I think it brings everyone a lot of comfort knowing that, you know, we are real people, we have real problems mm -hmm. and um, we're all sticking together and working together to create something positive in our lives. That's the great thing about your podcast too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So moving on, the next one is vulnerability and vulnerability is something that you and I share a lot about in our YouTube channel all over our websites and in our writing, we understand the importance of vulnerability and what that means. My question to your listeners is how can you express vulnerability? How do you show vulnerability? You have to think about the ways in which you're vulnerable and open. Um, something that makes me feel particularly vulnerable is whenever I ask my husband to help me with something. He is a master at language. He's a writer. He's been a writer his whole life. So if I'm writing something or I'm editing and I need some feedback on how to possibly punctuate a word or how I could say something differently, he always, his energy with me gets so different and I feel so different. I really feel that vulnerable connection that is so powerful to have in a relationship and I also notice how he wants to stick around. He wants to help me with some more things. And so he just starts moving closer towards me. And I have that feeling of that, you know, polarity happening with him. It really makes your toes curl. <laughs> so mm. it's really a wonderful feeling to find ways to be vulnerable. I really suggest asking your partner to help you with something. And one of my favorite things to do is ask him for a hug. I always feel really vulnerable when I just ask for a hug, you know, no strings attached, just I need a hug. I don't need to explain why. <laughs> so true. I'm just thinking about how good I'm getting at this. <laughs> this was so hard for me, even up until just a year or so ago. I have a really hard time 
asking for help. And now with the baby, especially, I'm just like, I need help with this. Would you be able to help with this? This would feel so good. I feel like just all day long, I'm Mm -hmm. asking for help basically. And I'm always concerned that I'm going to be inconveniencing my husband or asking for too much. And it's actually never that way, especially if you're with a really masculine energy man, they love that. They absolutely love to do that. Their brains are just wired to fix things and solve problems. When my husband came home from work yesterday, I just had had a long day. I was emotional and probably hormonal. And he's just like, you know, what do you need? Give me some things that I can do to help solve this, (laughs) basically. And I said, well, it would feel good if you just sat with me for a few minutes. I haven't had any adult interaction all day, basically. (laughs) So we did that. And then I said, it would feel good if I could just take 30 minutes and do this yoga thing that I wanted to do all day and wasn't able to. And it's really great. I always feel like I'm going to like burden him with stuff, but it really has never been that way at all, you know? Mm -hmm. And if it was, he would absolutely tell me. So I think this is a great, really practical way to be vulnerable. And I think some people might think vulnerability and confidence are kind of opposite, right? But I think they're actually very much related and intertwined. Do you see it that way as well? I do. I don't see vulnerability as being submissive or anything like that. A lot of people use submissive in the feminine energy world, and it's really not about giving up your power. It's about letting that man move closer towards you to complete his role as the masculine energy source. So I'm all about aiming to balance the feminine energy, which is receiving, and the masculine energy, which is pointed, determined. It wants a job to do. Now, here's the tricky part with vulnerability and communicating to your partner is sometimes we can get locked into just task conversations or maintenance conversations because that happens with my husband and I where if we have a lot going on, I'll just have a list of a lot of things that we need to talk about. And I realize, my goodness, like we haven't even talked about our days, our day together or what we're doing tonight. We haven't talked about us. We're just focusing on these tasks. So I just want to make sure everyone understands that vulnerability is about reaching out to someone who has a strength that they're going to gift you with that strength. And that's exactly how the masculine and feminine energy exchange works. I'm just loving this information. And I don't think vulnerability is weak at all. It actually takes a lot of confidence to be vulnerable and share some of these deeper parts of yourself and say, mm-hmm. I actually had a really tough day. I felt lonely today. It would feel good to spend some time with you. It, it actually takes a lot of confidence to be able to go there and be that authentic and transparent with somebody. Yeah, it really does because we get it a little confused with our partnerships and our relationships about asking for help and experiencing that feeling of asking for help. That was a new thing for me in my feminine energy because I could do anything on my own. In fact, I could do it better than a man. So (laughs) (laughs) I know that that feeling was very brand new for me and it was really uncomfortable, an uncomfortable feeling to be vulnerable. But now I love it because number one, it works. Number two, I love to see what men, how far they will go to help you. It's amazing and it's wonderful. So true. They just want to know what they could do to help. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling frustrated or discouraged or anything, 
feeling sad, anxious, whatever's going on with you. They want to know what they can do. So if you can actually provide a roadmap for them, actually, it would feel really great if we could get this done or if you could help me with this and just see what they do from there. It's not that you're like demanding it or molding them into some kind of robot that's just constantly serving you or anything like that. But I love that really practical side of vulnerability. Is there anything else you want to say on this one or should we move on to number three? Well, the third one really dovetails in with vulnerability, so we can keep moving if you want. Great. Yeah, let's do it. So this next topic is about how it's perfectly natural to want attention and want love and have that connection and that strong bond, build trust with your partner. Women have a desire to have those traits happening in their relationship. And I'm not so sure men go into a relationship saying, you know, I really want to build trust with her. <laughs> I really want more attention and, and love from my, my partner. It's really something women crave, and we crave it with a lot of our relationships. I would say with really everyone, our children, parents, girlfriends. So when you're in that feminine energy of receiving, it's a very different feeling than being in control and being dominant. And I want everyone to understand the difference between how those energies feel in their body when they're being dominant, when they're pushing for an outcome, and they're hoping to deepen their bond with their partner or build more trust or even resolve a conflict. But you really end up pushing your partner away when you are the dominant party in your masculine energy instead of being in your feminine energy. So for me, being feminine actually gets me more attention from my husband and it gives me more satisfaction. You get really comfortable that your partner has your back. You know that they're going to be there for you. I've shared this before in another video of mine, but I am an incredibly light sleeper, such a light sleeper. And my husband snores and we have to actually sleep in separate bedrooms, but our bedrooms back up against one another. And if I need him, like if I get a, a, a muscle cramp at night, or if my little dog, he sleeps in my bedroom with me, if he needs to go outside, all I have to do is knock on my wall. And my husband is up out of bed 3am. It doesn't matter. He's there for me. It's really more about satisfaction and just knowing that your partner has your back. And I didn't do this by demanding him be there for me or telling him that this is what I want him to do. He developed this wonderful habit and doing this for me because I let him know how it feels to have him come help me. And again, it's like a man wants a job. He wants to please us. He wants to create his own little garden of Eden with you. And being in your feminine energy will allow that to happen. Definitely. I'm just checking in with the chat. Emily says, I go on long walks every day talking about self-care. So do I. I love it. It's my favorite part of the day. Michelle says, trust is huge. I don't feel that I can truly be vulnerable without trust. Yeah, that mm -hmm. makes perfect sense. I completely agree with that. Yes. Do you have any thoughts for you know a woman who has a hard time trusting, especially someone who's been hurt in the past? I mean, we've all been there and it can be a difficult thing. I know I hear from people all the time who have a hard time with this. Absolutely. Trust is a really unique process, as is vulnerability, because you have to be open to that uncomfortable feeling. 
And you have to create space in yourself for that man to move towards you. And that's what trust is about, is I'm going to open up. I'm going to surrender. And I'm going to see how this unfolds. You know, it's been said that in love, there are no guarantees that we can get hurt. We have to open ourselves up to possibly getting hurt. And I believe that that's true. That's the risk you run. But that is also where boundaries come into place. And you can speak your boundary. You can know what you will or will not do. What protects your emotional, spiritual, and physical safety. So I really think speaking your boundaries, being able to be confident enough to speak your boundaries will help you build trust with a partner. And I came up with this quote on my Instagram recently. I said, if you really want to get to know someone, tell them no, Mm. because you'll see a different side of a person when you tell them no. And that is how you build trust. Not everyone's going to respond positively to boundaries, and that's okay. Most people will reject them at first, you know, a little bit, but it's really about what a person ultimately ends up doing or saying in response to your boundary. To me, that's what really builds trust is knowing that they're going to be there for you, predictability, you're comfortable. That's what builds trust for me. Yeah. You know what? It's so true. It actually helps build trust in yourself too, because if you are setting boundaries Mm -hmm. and sticking to them, which is something that historically maybe many of us haven't done in the past, especially with Mm -hmm. a man we might've had strong feelings for, right? We tend to break our own boundaries or bend our standards when we're in the face of strong chemistry or attraction often. And so this will help you build trust in yourself, which is what allows you to trust another person or attract someone who's trustworthy or worthy of you being vulnerable and opening up to them. So that is great. I think all of that goes hand in hand. Yeah, that is such a good point, Helena. I'm glad that you brought that up because if we don't have boundaries with ourselves, how can we have boundaries with another person? I think that's just so spot on. And I can really see how this relates to receiving and allowing you to just be in your feminine energy. It ties into number two with vulnerability. I think this is such an important one. We could probably do a whole episode just on this one topic or all of these, right? So if anyone has any requests for future episodes on anything like that, feel free to let us know in the chat. Is there anything else you want to say on this one? Are we ready for that fourth feminine trait? I think we're ready to move on to our fourth. And it seems like we're really zooming along. So I would love to take some questions from anyone in the chat as well, if they have any questions. I don't really do that. Absolutely. Yeah. If anyone has questions, feel free to put them in the chat. Feel free to call in too. It seems like we'll have some time to take a caller or two if anyone wants to do that. So yeah. What is the fourth trait you wanted to share here today, Adrian? So this fourth trait is about allowing yourself to be filled up. Now we've touched on all of these topics that are really about being open, being vulnerable, taking care of yourself, have building confidence in yourself and practicing your feminine energy, really getting your needs met, feeling that you're seen and heard, but allowing yourself to be filled up is a different type of feeling to experiment with. And again, a lot of feminine energy, Helena and I can both testify to this. A lot of feminine energy is about experimenting and being curious about what you might feel with a man. So with a man, you can really experiment with being open and curious. 
when you empty yourself and see what he can bring or offer. So it's not about emptying yourself and not having anything to offer a person or just, again, being submissive or having no substance. This is about emptying yourself and seeing what he brings you and feeling that change in the energy, the polarity of energy. So I want you to imagine that just inside of you, there is a bookshelf and your bookshelf might be filled with so much knowledge and so many things. But when you get with your partner, especially if you're about to be intimate with him, imagine you just take everything off your bookshelf. It's just an empty bookshelf and your experience with him, your time with him, your interaction with him is where you let him fill up that bookshelf with knowledge, experience, feelings, sensations, memories, whatever happens between you two. So I think that this is a really positive and powerful exercise in being vulnerable, unzipping, opening up for trust. And experimenting with this feeling of what it feels like to come to your partner and be completely empty and letting him fill you up. Now, again, I think this is a great thing to practice when you are about to be intimate or maybe you're about to spend the evening with your partner. Just try that mental exercise. And I would love to know how everyone even feels thinking about it. I feel incredibly vulnerable when I think about doing this with my husband, just just emptying myself and letting him fill me up uh, energetically. That is such a great exercise, Adrian. I've never heard you talk about that before. We've actually, in all the years of interviews that we've done together here and on my YouTube channel, I've never heard you share that. So I love hearing that for the first time here. I think it's great. Where did you get that? I think that's just such an important tool. It's just, just come from personal experience. Well, you know, some time ago, you and I did a program called Unzipped. <laughs> mm -hmm. And a big part of that program was vulnerability and unzipping your heart and allowing a man to, to fill you up. And I really just went a little further with that. I have something in my newsletter called the coral principle, because you think about a little piece of beach coral. It has all these little tiny holes in it. And you let a man fill up all those little holes inside of you. And a man has so much energy to offer you if you let him. He wants to give you so many things and he wants to give you so many experiences. And when he senses that there is a there's emptiness. And again, I don't want anyone to take emptiness in the wrong way, but there's space inside of you. It is amazing how a man will want to just move closer and just share with you everything he has to share, his knowledge, his wisdom, what he can physically do for you, how he can make you feel. A man really wants to share that with a woman. It's so true. It's very different from this forward leaning energy that I can get into a lot of times. Like my husband comes home from work and especially if I haven't really talked to a lot of other people that day working from home, I can just want to spew everything that happened, mm -hmm. every little 
everything I did, every detail of my day right at him. And that's okay. It's, you know, not going to push the right man away. But if you're constantly doing that, you might not be creating that space for him to actually come closer. You might not be creating that intimacy and deep connection. So I just love that tool that you shared. I cannot wait to try that myself. And I hope this is resonating with everyone. By the way, our dating unzip collection is still available. If anyone wants to check that out, I included a link to that and actually all of your courses, Adrian, in the episode details. If you're listening to the replay, that'll be in the show notes as well. And I do see that Emily says she can call in. So yeah, go ahead and call in if you're still with us. We'd love to answer questions and hear from anyone. I just love that, Adrian. While we're waiting for her to do that, do you want to recap these four feminine traits? Absolutely. So the first one is confidence. And I shared how for me, confidence is really about my future self. It's about self-care and investing in my future. When I have a little bit of feel-good energy, it just builds and grows. And a lot of that comes with planning in advance for me. But for everyone, self-care, ask yourself, what can I do today that's going to be taking care of my future self? Make a list of a couple of things and notice how it really does boost your confidence, how you feel about yourself. This next one is about being vulnerable. Now, I forgot to mention something with vulnerability. I talked about asking for a hug, asking for help. Helena, one of the biggest ways a woman can be vulnerable with her partner is to apologize for something that she's done or said that wasn't productive for the relationship. Now, I coach women, as you know, and it never fails. A woman comes to me and she shares her experience about something she said or did with her husband. And I say, you know, you got to go to him and apologize about this. And I help them script an apology. And when it comes to apologizing, nothing changes a woman's energy more quickly than just noticing where you've overstepped or maybe you've pushed your masculine energy on him or you've belittled him or shamed him. And not on purpose, but it's what happens sometimes when people get upset. So add apologizing to vulnerability, how to be vulnerable with a person. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the next one was about being feminine, getting more attention, feeling that uh, satisfaction without being dominant. And the next one is allowing yourself to be filled up, making space, emptying yourself. Think about when you open a closet and nothing's in there and you get to fill it with all your things, how exciting that feels to you. Well, for a man, when it's time to be intimate or close with him, They will absolutely feel that you have created space for them, that you're not bringing a bunch of material or topics. You know, years ago, I remember Helena was helping me through a particular difficult time. And I had really been preparing things that I would speak to my partner about in advance. (laughs) I already had conversations and things we were going to talk about and events I was going to try and create. And I was being so forward and I was already filled up. He didn't have anything to give me. So I stopped doing that. I learned to trust. I learned to lean back and it works. I've been happily married for almost seven years now. So Mm -hmm. 
So true. I don't even remember that, but I can see how that would absolutely work. I think it's so great. I love that we can share how we actually use these tools ourselves in yeah. our own lives. And that was a great recap. Thank you so much. It looks like Emily is called in. Do you mind if I open her up next? I would love to hear from Emily. Okay. Hi, Emily. I just opened you up. Hi. It's always a little intimidating to be sharing a personal thing on a live recording, but I thought I would take advantage of this feature. Um, we are so honored to have you. Yeah. Yes. Well, first, I wanted to say I've actually been listening to you two for years and following your advice, and it's worked amazingly well. I've attracted a lot of high-quality men and just had great dating experiences, just learning to be in my feminine and all of the stuff that you've talked about really does work. I've seen it work really well for me. Um, and actually currently I'm in a relationship that I've dating this really great guy for five months. Um, he told me like a few weeks ago that he thinks he wants to marry me. Um, and I told him, you know, it's, I'm still not a hundred percent sure, but definitely see the potential for that. Um, I'm 33 and never been married. And, um, you know, I have had a few other guys that have wanted to marry me over the years and just didn't feel quite that it was the right person. Um, so I think I've actually learned so much about having an abundance mindset that I almost struggle to decide, like, is this the right person for me? Because there always could be someone better. <laughs> like, I think mm -hmm. I just, it's almost the opposite of the scarcity thing where it's like, I have had a lot of great dating experiences and met a lot of great men. And this guy is really amazing. And I think I just wonder, like, he has some anxiety issues that luckily he's like in therapy for and all that. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, what if I could find someone, you know, who doesn't struggle with anxiety and is more laid back or but like everything else about him is like, you know, amazing. And I know that no one's perfect. And so I think I just wonder like how to decide at the end of the day, because I do want to be married. Um, but sometimes I just think like, well, what if there's someone else? And, you know, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, what, what a great problem to have! All these men <laughs> want to marry you. And <laughs> no, I mean it's it's over the years. Just two hundred yeah. wanted to marry me, but yeah. Well, I'm just happy to hear that what we have taught over the years has really worked so well yeah. for you. That is great, Adrian. Do you have any thoughts on this question? I'm curious to hear your perspective. Yeah, Emily. Again, thank you for calling in. This is such an amazing question because we can sometimes feel like we should do something because there are a lot of green lights. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to you and I was like, you know, I feel like a red light's coming. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's not that there's anything wrong with anyone having anxiety or working mm -hmm. on themselves right. or anything like that. But ultimately this is about what you want in a partner. So I always mm -hmm. ask everyone, how do you want to feel in a relationship? Get really specific with the qualities and traits that you want in a partner. For right. me, I always talk about no addictions of any kind. Mm -hmm. I, I have a, what I call a snapshot of how I would want a Sunday morning to feel or a Tuesday evening. Just get a good idea of how you want to feel with your partner. Right. I, yeah. And so how does it really feel to be with him? when yeah like anxiety shows up good times and bad right it's like most of the time it feels amazing and I have this huge chronic pain issue that he's been like so supportive of and just 
steps in to help me all the time and makes me feel so good on the days when I'm in so much pain is like just such a comforting presence for me. I think it's just, it's like, I feel so good most of the time. And then every now and then when he has these really anxious days, it kind of like worries me. And so then I don't feel as calm because it almost like maybe I take on a little bit of his anxiety or I don't feel as like stable or, or secure when he's having those days. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What that means yeah. when he's having an eight? How does it affect you? How does it appear? I guess I feel not as safe. It's like, I feel so safe with him almost all the time. But then on those days, maybe I just feel, maybe it makes him feel a little less masculine to me or something, you know? Um, and he's struggling with a job question of whether to stay in a certain job. So I'm just trying to, I've kind of felt like I just need to give it more time to see if this is like a situational, you know, issue with him just trying to get his job figured out. I know a man's like mission in the world is so important to them and (laughs) he's struggling with that. So, um, that's, I've just kind of been like, well, maybe this is just a situational thing, but yeah, I think it, because when he struggles on those days, it just maybe feels a little less masculine to me. Now you're at the five month mark dating him. Does Mm -hmm. any part of you want to for a few months, try quantum dating and just, you know, let him know that you're just still a little curious about what's out there. Because one thing I will say, first off, I love that you're questioning yourself. You're saying, Hey, I've got all these great things, but there's this other thing that feels off to me. Right. Um, Yeah. I love that you're doing that. But also there's another part of you that's still really curious about what's out there. And you're aware that, you know, this could be a forever problem that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, Just our five months into the relationship. How does it feel to think about going out and dating new people, just meeting new people for coffee and keeping the relationship uh, where you guys just date? You know, I think that feels... I don't, I don't know. It's, I did the quantum dating thing for so long, you know, that I think I was like, well, I've done this quantum dating. I mean, this summer I was dating like six guys at a time and it was kind of overwhelming. And I think I was like, I finally found someone that I really click with. And so it it more, I guess I don't necessarily feel like I want to do that because I feel like, okay, like I've seen so many options and this is the first guy that like, our sense of humor clicks so well together and like so many things click so well that like, I feel like we're kind of on the brink of like things really getting deep and like going into really deep vulnerability and that feels good. And so part of me feels like maybe I just need to give it more time with him. If I like, I don't know. I think it would really hurt him if I decided to do quantum dating. And I don't know that I really, want that because it's been so long since I finally just settled on one person. Mm -hmm. Well, just make sure you're not quite, you know, you're not quantum dating because, you know, you're here now and you don't want to go back and do that again. Um, If there's some doubt in you about the relationship, it's definitely worth exploring. And I think if it's meant to be, it will, it will work out. And I also, you know, love and relationship, you know, marriage is about in, you know, in sickness and in health, we do have to take care of each other and uh, support one another. But I'm curious, like you are, I'm curious if this is going to be more of like a personality care. Right. Yeah. He, he has said that he feels like it's a personality thing that he's struggled with over the years. Um, 
and especially like he is a, a musician and so he's just it's more been this career thing of like does he pursue music full-time it's not that's not as financially stable you know as the job he's currently in that he's not that's not in music that he's not as passionate about I'm also like a singer and really into music so we bonded over that so I like understand how that goes how would it feel to just give yourself a timeline to let some more time go by? You don't want to get back out there and quantum date. And by the way, it isn't necessarily about like going on dates with other people, but just you right. know, keeping your energy open, yeah. still practicing these tools with every, you know, that you can do even when you're married, right? <laughs> but right. give right. yourself a timeline that feels good to you. I mean, he hasn't asked you to marry him yet. No, he hasn't like, no, no. right, proposed to you yet. So no. you don't have to figure all that out right now. How right, would you right. feel to go, you know what, I'm going to take three or four months and just see how this goes. Yeah. Like it feels good to be in this relationship yes. with him. And I'm going to trust that the answer is going to reveal itself to me. And the choice is going to be very obvious. It's going to be the most obvious thing yeah. in the world. Either something mm -hmm. big is going to happen and you're going to go, okay, red flag. Right. Now's the time to take a step back or things mm -hmm. are going to work itself out because maybe enough time hasn't gone by yet. You haven't seen him in enough situations yet in only right. five months of dating. How does that feel to you? I think that feels really good. I think that helps a lot. I think I got a little anxious because he kind of laid out a timeline of like, oh, you know, I'd love to be engaged by, I'd love to get engaged by this summer and maybe be married by Christmas and this kind of thing. And I think I started being like, oh no, what if I'm not there by then or whatever? But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that would help me to be like, let me just give it, you know, three more months, see how I feel. Yeah. Helena brings up such a good point, Emily, because a lot of that is just words. And yeah. so often we can let words just scare us so mm -hmm. much right. that we get way into the future. We're not mm -hmm. in the moment with this person. Yeah. Now, would you also like, my opinion just based on yeah. my history with relationships because yeah. again this isn't so much um masculine and feminine energy as it is just having that balance in your relationship right for me and for a lot of clients i've worked with mm -hmm. especially if one of you is an artist and mm -hmm. both of you are artists mm -hmm. i really feel like to keep that balance strong because Artists need a really stable, steady partner, especially yeah. if that's their primary, you know, gig. That's what right. they want to do with their life. I think that fear that you're talking about, you get when he's anxious or he doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. With his job. I'm wondering if there's some deeper layers with that. Mm -hmm. You mean some deeper layers like with him or with me or? Well, probably with you in that right. you want someone that you can lean on and depend yeah. on maybe financially and emotionally yeah. just as an artist, because it is a right. different world than say right. a desk job or, totally. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my primary job is not as an artist. It's like just a, something I like to do on the side. And then his, he does at least have the stability of like teaching, you know, teaching music and all that. Mm -hmm. um, he's in a d totally different job right now. That's not, um, music related, which is why I think he's struggling a lot. But yeah, I think that is an interesting point. I think I mean, I grew up with my dad, who's a surgeon, you know, so I grew up <laughs> with a lot of financial stability. And um, he, he definitely has like really good financial sense. And we've talked about money. And, you know, I think he's, I, I don't necessarily like 
worry about his financial stability because he seems pretty grounded and he's not just going to like pursue music full time if it means that he won't have financial stability. But I think it's more just, yeah, the like emotional stability. But I think I've just wondered like, cause my dad also grew up, he's super laid back and kind of, you know, relaxed. Um, so I guess I'm also used to that, but yeah, that's an interesting, an interesting point for sure. I think I, maybe I just always pictured myself with someone who's kind of laid back. Um, but, but like, it's hard to find someone like my dad, who's like driven with as a surgeon and also laid back and doesn't struggle with anxiety. So, um, yeah. Those guys are out there though. Yeah. I mean, not everyone has ice water in their veins, but yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you really bring up a good point about like, this gives me a feeling of very familiar stability. Yeah. Having this type of partner. I think Helena just really nailed it with mm -hmm. uh, just being back for a couple of months and being yeah. curious, just see how this That's goes. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep having this feeling, right. um, it will speak to you so loudly. Yeah. You know, right out of college, I met a wonderful man who, I mean, just swept me off my feet. He was such a great guy, so creative, energetic. Right. And then about six months into our relationship, he was diagnosed with bipolar, really mm. moderate bipolar. Right, right. But I got enough of a taste of how life was going to be with him yeah. to know that it was like just not what I wanted to do. And mm. I felt really guilty about it, but right. I had to do what was right for me. Sometimes yeah. we have to turn our back on someone because there is something that just makes us, we just can't do it. We don't want to do right. it. It becomes a boundary. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, thank you. That's a great example. Thank you guys so much for your help. Oh, I'm so glad this was helpful. Yeah, keep us posted. You know, I'm here every other Friday. So yeah, I'd love to hear how all this goes for you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Okay, you're welcome. You guys later. And I do see that we have another caller, Adrian. Are we ready to take one more? We have about 15 minutes left. Sure, that would be great. Okay. Hi, Kena. I'm opening you up. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. I'm also a little nervous to be sharing live, but that's okay. I feel like it's worth it to get to talk to you guys. So. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, I think this is maybe your first time calling in. So I love it hearing is, from yeah. everyone. So um, I guess what I wanted to ask, I will admit that I'm more on the scarcity mindset side, um, unlike the last caller. And it makes it, well, okay, I've only had one real relationship and I'm 29. And it makes it hard to trust that the future is gonna bring what I, want and so I wanted to ask like how can I trust that that will happen when I guess the past seems like it hasn't you know given me evidence of I don't know my worth or whatever um like I do a lot of work on myself and I have a lot going on and I'm fine being single but like I want a partner and I just wonder like I'm on the apps and it just seems like it never goes anywhere. So I feel like maybe there's something 
I wrote in a couple of weeks ago and you guys, not Adrian, but Helena and um, forget the guest name, but you gave me some pretty good advice. I think you guys just asked me like, do I believe it that it can happen? And I've been thinking about that. And so I guess my question to you guys now is if I don't believe it, like how, how can I change that? Hmm, what a great question. I think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> We've all been in that place. Actually, right before we started recording this, I did an interview with Jack Butler, another expert where we talked about this very thing. So I'll be posting that in the next couple of weeks. I think that whole episode will be helpful. But Adrian, any thoughts here? I think this is just universal. We, we can all relate to this sometimes, right? It is. And I can hear it in your voice that... Mm -hmm. Whenever you go through meeting a lot of men and it doesn't amount to anything, you know, no key is fitting your lock, so to speak, and guys are just kind of passing on you. I had a client for a long time. She would go on a first date and have a wonderful time and never hear from the guy again. I mean, it just kept happening to her. Yeah, that's I'm happened to me a couple times for sure. Yeah, I can hear that in your voice, that like disappointment in in what's happened. And, and of course, you're worried about the future. You know, a big part of this is realizing you have had a relationship before. It did happen before, correct? Yes. Okay, and you're young. You're really young. Um, this is going to happen again because it's happened before. So we know that it can happen. We know that it exists. So it's kind of corny. I don't like to say this, but practice gratitude. You know, I just feel like everyone's telling everyone to practice being grateful, but begin to really focus on what it is about your life you love and that you appreciate in your life and what you appreciated about that previous relationship. And even in other men that you've had in your life. Um, like we were talking to Emily and she said, you know, my dad, he was this way. He had these qualities. So these were qualities that she really wants, possibly also in a partner. They're qualities that make you feel good. So get a clear definition of what you've experienced before that feels good, what you believe would feel good, and write it all down. Get really clear about it. Begin to practice gratitude in your life for the things you do have that are going that way, because I want you to also have an energy around you, a very attractive energy, a positive energy. And here's the thing. When you go on dates, don't go on a date looking for Mr. Right or looking for a perfect match. Just go on a date to have fun and be curious and practice your feminine energy tools. Just see if you can't do those things. I haven't talked about a, a program of mine, but I have something called New Man Manifesto that really helps you build the perfect partner. And by perfect, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> but build a partner that you can connect with. And I also have a dating grid that helps you realize, like, what are you attracting in partners? If you're attracting a lot of guys that just lose interest or there's in your life and then back out of your life. Like, what are you feeling? What emotions are happening? How are you getting triggered during the date? Are you feeling 
open and vacant with some space inside of you for a man to fill. It really gives you a lot of ways to look at life on a lot of different facets, a lot of different levels, because so often we are like, what's this person going to bring me instead of what am I actually bringing this person? What am I bringing in myself? How rich, full and juicy is my life that I'm bringing to the table? Yeah, I sort of always go back and forth between like, okay, maybe I need to step back from dating and just focus on myself and try and get more centered and just try and change my attitude, I guess. Well, I, th I think that that will actually happen with the men you're dating. If you went on a date and you said, you know what, I'm just going to practice leaning back this entire day. I'm just going to be curious and just see what happens with this man. And you lean back in your, your seat. You lean back as far as letting him have most of the attention, most of the conversation. Definitely ask questions, share things about yourself, but just lean back, take all the pressure off and try that tool with that man. And then on the next night, you're going to try a different tool. You're going to try maybe really just actively listening to your partner without thinking of anything to say. And so you start looking at men as they're sort of here for you to practice on and work out all the kinks. Because when you do call forth the right man, he's not going to be for practice. <laughs> and if any of these men you are practicing on are the right guy, they are absolutely going to stick around. They're going to let you know. But I'm just curious if you could practice with the men in your life that you're quantum dating with, practice on them and use your tools. How would that feel to you? Yeah, I think that would feel good. I guess I just worry about like getting negative feedback um, because I already sort of have a sort of negative outlook on it, you know? So mm -hmm. like right at the moment, I am not on the apps or anything because I went on like a handful of dates, like first dates and um, they were just like, like some were okay, some were not good, some were good, but then, and then the guy asked to see me again and I said, yeah, but then never, followed up like it just so then I got discouraged you know like I can't really just keep on like doing well, that forever this is, this is a mindset thing because you can you actually can keep on doing that mm -hmm. you're telling yourself you can't and you're believing that sentence you're saying but you actually can keep dating men and I think if you had no expectations. And you just went into this kind of like, well, we're just going to see what happens. I'm going to just be totally curious and, and allow the right man to come towards you instead of like, you know, what if it did work out with this guy? What if he did call back and he asked you on a second date and you didn't really like him? Well, then where are you? You see? So I think there's a lot of expectation. There's a belief that you can't do this and you can if you can change your energy more to curiosity and just experimenting and having fun, you're going to go on dates and you're going to have fun. 
It's about just having fun, unzipping, practicing your tools, no outcome expectations. I think that'll take a lot of the anxiety that this needs to work out. This needs to go somewhere. For example, have you ever sent your resume off for a job and you're like, I might get it. I might not. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just sent with this energy of like, here it goes. So we have to, you know, let men out to let more men in. And that's just how it works. And it really is a bit of a numbers game, but also your energy. I think how you're feeling about the process and being specific about what it is you want, what, what you find really attractive and radiate that, those same qualities outward. For example, do you want a man who's like so over the dating game and is feeling really <laughs> common? Right. So you want a man who's like, I am out to find a wife. I am out to build my Garden of Eden with someone. You want a man that's really determined and believes in that process. And so have a little, see if you can't have some more of that energy for yourself. Okay. Thank you. I love what you shared so much, Adrian. I just wanted to jump in and go, yes, that is so true. Yeah, I love the being more process oriented rather than results oriented. Like, is this the one? Okay, I've been doing this for a year now. I love what you say about you have to let men out in order to let the right man in or more high quality matches in better matches for you. So if a guy goes on a date with you and then doesn't follow up, great. He's showing you right away he's not the one. Perfect. You don't have right. to waste one more second on that guy. You don't have to get yourself ready and go on another date and possibly get more invested it's perfect. If they drop off, they're gone because they're supposed to be gone. I think it's great. And even if you don't know for sure if this is going to happen, what if you just try that mindset on for size and just said, okay, if I knew for sure that this was going to happen sometime within the next few years, whenever it's supposed to, and it's a done deal, how would you feel differently? What would you do differently? And people would say, well, I just kind of relax a little bit. I just have fun with it. I wouldn't put so much pressure on myself or any date, any specific interaction with a guy. Right. And so that might be helpful too. just go, okay, maybe I don't fully believe this yet, but I'm just going to try on the mindset that this is just a done deal. And you have all the time in the world. I always tell people to say that to themselves. I have all the time in the world. You really do have all the time in the world. You're so lucky to be learning this information so young and just have a little more fun with it. You know, don't put that pressure on yourself. Be more process oriented rather than results oriented. I know we're doing a lot of stuff at you, but how does that all sound to you? Yeah, that sounds definitely good. Um, I feel like if I could just believe that it could happen someday, like that would definitely take a lot of pressure off of myself. Um, I just, yeah, I tend to like slip into the mindset of like, uh oh, it's like, not happening yet like but that's never gonna happen that's and then the truth, I get really it, I mean, it isn't happening yet so what I think a little bit of this is what I call wounded child speaking and you can say yeah it isn't happening yet and I'm glad it hasn't happened with those other guys because they were not right for me so I'm thankful for that I'm grateful for that I'm open to it happening I'm open to this happening I mean we're not talking about, you know, winning the lottery. We're talking about being in alignment with someone that's going to 
bring out your best qualities and you bring out theirs and you're going to make that connection. So I'm open to that happening with someone. And can you just be open? And I have to say one more thing. There's a song by uh, Ariana Grande called Thank You Next. I don't know if you've ever heard this song. <laughs> no, I haven't. She's not my favorite artist or anything. I'm not a huge fan, but a client of mine told me about this song because she's talking about all these different men that came into her life and how she really thought it was going to work out with them. But then thank you. You brought me something. I've learned something. I've grown next. Who's the next guy? So it might be a fun listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm about to work out. So I'll, I'll oh, there you go. Yeah, I love that, Adrian. The like, okay, it hasn't happened yet. Therefore, I'm not ready for it. Or maybe he's not ready for it, the person you end up with. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Basically, it's like making peace with where you are right now in order to move on to the next better place. And just take the pressure off yourself and tell yourself you have all the time in the world. Maybe you don't believe this is going to happen yet, but just try on the mindset that what if it's possible that it could happen? Try that on for a week or two. Give yourself a timeline. Just go, I'm not even going to worry about this for the next two weeks. I'm just going to try on the mindset that this is a done deal. It's happening for me in perfect timing and see if you start to feel differently or go about your day differently. Yeah, I love that. That's good advice. Thank you. Okay. Thank you both. Have a You're good work out of <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much for calling in. I'll go ahead and close you up. I know we're a little over on time. And please keep us posted on how everything goes for you. Come back and, and let me know <laughs> in a couple of weeks how that mindset went for you. Elizabeth in the chat says, I love what you ladies are sharing. I feel you. I have experienced the same thing in dating. Yes, we all have. So thank you so, so much to the ladies who shared their experiences today. That was just so powerful. And Adrian, this was great. Is there anything we want to say before you close out? I know you have a free gift that you wanted to share just for people listening to this podcast. And I also included links to the courses we've done together and all of your other courses as well. That'll be in the description or episode details. Yeah, I think you really said it all. My free gift is called 100 Places to Meet Men, I believe. And it's a list. And a couple of the other tools I talked about, they're in my VIP library. Uh, New Man Manifesto is a great way to use some manifesting tools, some positive thought, and also a lot of my feminine energy dating tools. And again, like you said, have fun. It's all unfolding at the perfect rate in space and time. That's how it's working out for us all. Amazing. I think we should do a whole nother episode just on that because who can't relate to things not moving as quickly as they would like, right? In any area of life. So this was so great, Adrian. I love everything you shared. Always love chatting with you and all the amazing women in my community. Thank you so much. And everyone who's listening to the replay, if you'd like to join me for my live broadcasts, I'll also include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. That's where we're broadcasting live right now. It's totally free. You can type your questions into the chat. You can call in, talk to us personally. It's so much fun, so user-friendly. So all the information and of course, Adrian's free gift and the courses we've done together and all of her amazing online courses, that's all in the description or episode details for you. So Adrian, thank you so much again. Thanks for everyone listening. Alexandra in the chat says, thank you so much, Helena and Adrian. You're very welcome. We had so much fun with you all today. So hope to do this again soon. Adrian, thank you so much. Thank you, Helena. I had a great time. Bye.
Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.